And we've got Rick, one of our Taz and Jim listeners on the line. Uh, he wants to talk about the big Blue Jays 50-50 draw this past weekend. What's up, Rick? Oh, not bad there. I mean, like, I, like I was saying there, I don't know if any, many people watched a Blue Jays game last night. They had the uh, 50-50 draw final last night. It was uh, a draw 67. All the money accumulated over the season. They broke a record for the Major League Baseball for the most money involved in a 50-50 in the league. Here. Yeah, what was the uh, jackpot? What was the final jackpot? Because I was watching uh, it through the weekend. It was 6.25 mil. So the Split 50-50? Yep. Three, the winner took 3.1 back. <laughs> what the... Oh, yeah, so, I didn't take the time, but my numbers were in the stratosphere somewhere. I couldn't find them. <laughs> so were you at the game, or are you buying them from home? No, I mean, you could buy them online there. You just went to Blue Jays uh, You're not feeling that? <laughs> that goes against the spirit of the 50-50, I think. You need to be oh, at the event yeah. in your eyes to it, buy a 50-50 ticket, Jim. It's great that people are contributing, but if somebody who wins that jackpot wasn't at the game, that seems like a cop-out. Hey, I'll tell you a good one here. I got a friend who lives in Mesquite, Texas. It's a suburb of Dallas. And I think it was uh, two years after they opened the AT&T Stadium down there for the Cowboys there when they hosted the uh, Super Bowl. They had a 50-50 draw, they told me. It got up to, I think it was like, it got up to 19 mil. Jeez. Wow. At what point does it stop being a 50-50 draw and it's just a different lottery? Now it's online gambling. But it's it's fifty fifty technically if you give fifty to the charity and fifty to the winner, so yeah. it'll always be a fifty fifty. But it's like a door prize to me. You should be there to get it. Remember, I won a fifty fifty yeah. at an OHL game, Jim. How yeah. excited I was! Nine thousand five hundred dollars. I thought that was incredible. That's huge. Yeah, it's not three point one million yeah. though. So now I feel like a piece of garbage. I won two hundred fifty well, I mean, on my I mean, stupid yeah. cousin's buck and dough. That's it. <laughs> Pretty incredible. I hope Frankie Lasagna didn't win. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy, eh? (laughs) I see that. Oh, Frankie Lasagna. Truly, though, it's more lucrative to to win the Blue Jays 50-50 than it is to catch Aaron Judge's record-breaking home run ball. Oh, yeah. They say you would have caught it. What was it worth? They said that you could have got like a mill. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I uh, I had uh, my cousin Paul at the game on the weekend. He bought a bunch of tickets. I haven't heard from him yet. Maybe that mm. means he did win. <laughs> I'll never hear from him again. <laughs> Thanks for the call. What what if they gave a better deal if you're there in person on tickets? So you get more tickets for less money. If you're actually at the event, if you want to buy them online, you have to pay more. Sure, they're five bucks a, a ticket online, but you get like six for twenty if you're there in you real get, life. You get better deals if you're mm-hmm. there in real life than you do if you buy online because I it does take a little bit of the luster off of it, right? It, it's supposed to be a, a draw for people who are there. Yeah, but bottom line, the charity's like the more money that comes in, the better off we are. So and, and whatever, I get it. and mm-hmm. I get it. It's just frustrating that we <laughs> we don't get the money and we bought the ticket to the baseball game, yeah. right? Here's the thing. I would spend all that money trying to win the $3 million, then I'd get so drunk I'd forget I bought them in the first place. Never check the <laughs> number. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim is giggling to himself. I'm looking forward to this one here. Seems very entertained, Jim. Where in Ohio are we headed? 
This is a Lake Erie somewhere. This is a Lake Erie walleye trail tournament, basically. It's a fishing derby. Who doesn't love a good (laughs) old-fashioned fishing derby? You bring the community together. You know it's an art as old as time. Fishing, man against nature. And uh, the winner takes home 29000 for the heaviest bucket of fish. This is how this Ohio fishing tournament works. You get like five fish, you put it in a bucket, they weigh the bucket, who's ever got the heaviest a bucket at the end of it, uh-huh. wins, the, wins the pot, $29,000. So, you know, you're going for size, you're going for weight. And these guys, this one, it's a duo. It's like, it's, it's teams of two. This one duo, they're kind of known around Ohio. Uh, they win a, a few tournaments here and there. I don't think they have a great reputation. I don't think people like them that much. Well, this tournament this weekend, these guys, they win again, Taz. Their bucket, wow. it weighs the most. But the, the judges and the officials, they're looking at the bucket and they go, these fish don't look that big. Like, they're, everybody was shocked at how much this bucket weighs. So one of the officials... Pulled, something smelled a little fishy. Something so was speak. awry, and it wasn't the whiskey that were, that was reeking up the place, because these people were boozing. <laughs> you can tell they were all drinking in a moment here. But the official pulls out the fish. He feels something hard in the stomach of the fish. He says, Uh-oh. something's fishy. He cuts open the fish. What does he pull out? Weights? Stones, lead weights, <laughs> about the size of like an egg. A small chicken's egg. They're pulling weights out of these things. And man, these people are losing their mind here. These the, are the other, com- the other contestants. Yeah. Now, I think Rightfully I've, so. I, I think I've censored everything here, but here we go. I want you to leave. I don't want anybody to touch these guys. I want you to leave. I don't want to fight them. Dude, that is that's an angry mob. Yeah, and rightfully so, because this is like an honor system here. You know, these guys they all know each other. It's a small group. I'm and they they know yeah, this the guy fishing too. Fishing community. Hundred percent. And like you're stealing you are stealing in that moment. And how many times has this worked for yes. them before they got caught? How much prize money have they, as the guy said in between the M's and the F's yeah. and the other F's? How many times have they stolen prize money from the people who rightfully won the fishing tournament? $29,000, not a small amount of money. A lot of it raised by these small hunting and fishing communities and like the the game like community in whatever county they're in or whatever. So the, the guy who's the cheater, his name's Jacob, he's standing right there. He's taking the heat and he has nothing to say. Like he, It's almost like he's drunk or stoned and is like kind of caught in the middle of it. He's, he's like, busted. how do I get out of this? Busted. So who knows? I don't know. The police, I'm sure, were called. There's, I, I haven't seen the follow-up article to this, whether they will be formally charged or not. But man, there's a lot of good old boys who want to crack these guys <laughs> open. Eh? They are furious. <sighs> weighing down your fish. It seems so obvious, though. As soon as you said it's by weight, I'm like, well, why wouldn't yeah. you just stuff the fish with something heavy? Well, they pushed it too far, right? Like yeah. it weighed, got greedy. Th- these these fish, they generally weigh about four pounds, and they were weighing in at seven pounds each, and so immediately people knew what was up. It kind of reminds me of a lot of it is the honor system, and you got to yeah. be honorable. Like it reminds me a lot of uh, charity golf tournaments, which we golf in, um, and in their charity, they don't have people walking around, but there's like closest to the pin, closest to the keg. Right. Lowest score, and there's sometimes 
you know, four golf bags from Nike that are up for grabs here, thousands of dollars, and it's all the honor system. Some really nice prizes. Yeah. You say that you got the ball an inch from the hole, and we just have to take your word for it. And a lot of times, it's the same group of characters. You know, you notice the same guys. You're like, I've golfed with this guy. He's not that good. Yet every <laughs> tournament, this guy is in the top. It really makes me feel like this is not the first time they did it. They, they got greedy. They got greedy. They didn't yeah. catch fish that were nearly big enough to try and weigh them down like they did. And they, they must have had a reputation because you can hear in the background, we all knew it. We all knew it. <laughs> and so everybody's calling these guys out. They must have had a reputation, which makes me so happy that they finally got busted. Oh, boy. Are you all right? <laughs> Did I get the microphone off in time? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Bless you, though. You, if you didn't hear, he sneezed. Oh. I turned mine off too. That was a that was a dad sneeze. That was loud and like a weird high pitch thing in there too. <laughs> <laughs> I scare the heck out of my kids whenever I sneeze. Dad sneezes and dad yawns are ten times louder than anybody else's sneezes or yawns. I think it's because as a dad, you know, like when you're a young man, there's many different pleasures you can enjoy. As a older man, or I may have another one coming here, buddy. Oh, no. This may be a double, double sneezer. Hold on. Are you wearing like a new deodorant or something? No, no. Maybe it's dog hair on your sweater? Maybe. Don't, don't blame me. Ah. Uh, I think I'm okay. As an old man, <laughs> yes, older man, there are there's a, a few things you have left that you can truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. A reclining chair, reclining chair, peace and quiet. <laughs> That's about it. The right temperature, yeah, yeah, on the old thermostat. Sure, a good bowel movement. Yep, and a strong sneeze, a yawn, a hard <laughs> yawn, and a strong sneeze. Something about a sneeze, it's like, it does feel like you've got something out of your system or something like that. There's a relief to it. It feels good for some yeah. reason. It is. there. It's a, it's a culmination and a climax, which, you know, those are always very popular things. Generally. In terms of the human experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it comes on quick and you yeah. want to make the most of it. So mm-hmm. as, as, a, uh, as a father now, I am, I'm not holding back. I'm letting it go and I'm... I'm being as loud as I need to be. I think it's a way to flex, like to show your dominance in the household. It's like an it's like an ape thing. I don't know what it is. You can't really explain it. Now I'm wishing that I didn't turn the microphone off for the sneeze so people could truly appreciate. Oh, yeah. And they'd be like, I know who's running the Taz household. I just heard that sneeze. Yeah. There's a boss there. Maybe that's why I was sneezing. I, I feel you. You're like coming for me here, Jim. <laughs> yeah, you just need to assert your dominance there. <laughs> yeah. Jim's strutting around here like he owns the place. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Achoo. <laughs> not, not on yes, my sir. watch. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Blue Jays, they're in there. They have uh, made the wild card position in the playoffs, which start Friday in MLB. Um, we <laughs> have a correction to make here on the show. Um, this was, I guess it was a sloppy reporting by many people, but we were under the impression that the guy who almost caught the ball that was hit by Aaron Judge, the, the record breaker, 
broke the Yankees' record for most home runs in a season, or tied the record. It was 61. We're still waiting for 62, but 61 was hit in Toronto, and a Blue Jays fan just almost got it right in his glove. Looked like it touched the leather, and then it fell into the uh, uh, down into the uh, bullpen and was given back to the Yankees. So nobody got that ball in the crowd. We thought that guy's name was Frankie Lasagna. That's what multiple news sources multiple were calling Multiple sources him. were saying that guy was Frankie Lasagna. Turns out Frankie Lasagna was the guy next to that guy. Also close to catching the ball, but he was not the closest guy to catching that baseball. That guy's name is Kyle Mulligan. And we know this no. because... Jimmy Kimmel tracked him down, and Kyle Mulligan, the guy who dropped uh, Judge's 61st home run ball, he was on Kimmel's show, which was being done out of Brooklyn, coincidentally, on Friday night. Tell us what happened. I mean, we saw what happened, but from your perspective, how did that go? From my perspective, I went to that game thinking I was going to catch that ball. I told everybody I know I'm going to come home with that ball. I knew it was coming. I was ready for it. I went for it. And I think Frankie Lasagna, the guy that everybody thinks I am, bumped my glove a little and I missed it by two inches. What are the odds that a guy named Frankie Lasagna would not be from the Bronx? That's exactly what we were saying. Frankie Lasagna sounds like the most New York guy ever. Big time, big time. I like how this guy's now got an excuse, though. Now it's not his fault. Now it's Frankie Lasagna bumped my arm. He's making Frankie Lasagna the fall guy. (laughs) This is going to be a a story he tells his grandchildren. The name is so preposterous, nobody's going to believe him. (laughs) Sure, Gramps. Yeah, some guy named Frankie Lasagna stopped you from catching a million-dollar ball. Okay. But he is getting something. He didn't get the, the ball, he's not going to get a million dollars, but uh, Kimmel gave him a nice surprise. Well, we don't want you to end up in, empty-handed, even though that's kind of why you're on the show in the first place, so <laughs> we're going to give you a trip for uh, you and your wife to come to New York City for New Year's Eve so you can see the ball drop. Um, <laughs> there you go. Something's better than nothing. Right, Kyle? And you got an arch nemesis out of this thing. Frankie Lasagna. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, you know Little Nos X? Little, yeah, yeah, of course. Little Nos X? Um, trying to think of this song. Gonna get my horse on the old, old town, town road. road. That's I'm the name, yeah. Ride till I can't no more. Sure, kind of a one-hit wonder, but he's been maintaining... Yeah. He's doing all right. He made a gajillion dollars off of that one hit. Yeah. He's he's doing all right. A couple other hits. I couldn't tell you what they're called. Anyways, he's he's doing a concert over the weekend, and he kind of disappears. And over the PA system, suddenly his voice is booming to the crowd, and he's explaining why he has had to leave the stage. Any guesses? Drugs. (laughs) Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe this could have been... If, if it was drugs, then he covered with a terrible cover story. Here, I'll play the, uh, the clip for you. So this is in Atlanta. Little Nas X is not on stage, but he turned the microphone on and addressed the crowd over the PA system. He said, I'm backstage. This is not part of the show. I'm taking a mean dump. 
I'll be back in a minute or two. A little much. You could have just played that music interlude and nobody else would have known. <laughs> TMI, you yeah, think? Yeah, a bit, a bit. I've always wondered, though. Right? I know like professional athletes, they have the option of running into the dugout and baseball. Football players have that little pop-up tent for emergencies. I don't know if that's for both peeing and pooing, but have you seen that thing? No. There's a little That's pop- what that is? I've seen that tent. <laughs> There's a little pop-up tent. That's like a, a porta potty oh. thing, I believe. But hmm. I've, I've always wondered if a rock star or a performer is on stage, you know, Broadway, whatever it is. And suddenly, you know, they had a bad tuna fish sandwich for lunch. Whatever the situation is, they've got to have a crunch, drop a deuce. Sometimes it sneaks up on you. How do you deal with that situation? I guess for little Nos X, it's go backstage and turn the microphone on while you're on the toilet and let everyone know exactly what you're (laughs) doing. Like, how long was he missing before (laughs) he realized, I got to say something? Because (laughs) it would actually be handy. Like, you know, watching the Pearl Jam show in Hamilton the other week, it was like almost three hours long. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, if Eddie had to go to the bathroom and told everybody, we could all take a bathroom break simultaneously. Yeah, the lineups would be too much. True, true. Huh. (laughs) But it'd be nice to know... Like, I got a spare three minutes here. I could sneak out and not miss any songs. Yeah, the cue usually is we're going to play a song from our new album. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's my cue to exit. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to have a crunch here for a couple minutes. This isn't part of the show, but I'll be back to join you. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Told you last week during the Los Angeles Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, obviously, to honor the late drummer of the Foo Fighters, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard performed alongside Miley Cyrus, and this is the tune they did. We now know why Miley Cyrus wanted to perform that song to honor Taylor Hawkins. Taylor, in a way, requested it while he was still with us. Didn't realize that Taylor Hawkins and Miley Cyrus were neighbors at some point. But they were. They used to uh, message each other on a regular basis. And Miley posted this on her social media. A personal request from the legend himself. Taylor Hawkins, my friend, my idol, my neighbor. Growing up on a farm, I could never see the light of another house nearby. But living by Taylor for the years I did in L.A. were some of the most fun times of my life. And she shared a personal voicemail from her phone that Taylor Hawkins sent her. A while back. What up, Miley? It's Taylor. I heard her moving. I'm listening to Photograph by Def Leppard. You could kill that one. Make Cheney run that. Pretty touching, huh? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You'd kill that one. Make sure you learn it. She did learn it, and she did kill it. I, I feel like I do not call my neighbors and encourage them in positive ways enough after hearing that message. 
Yeah. <laughs> he calling call the guy down the street say, hey, uh, Gary, you know what? Uh, I think you're doing a great job. Uh, <laughs> First, I'd have to say, hey, what's your name again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Miley, heard you're, uh, heard you're moving. Wah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is stressful when you have a good neighbor who's moving out and you don't know who's coming in next. Oh, and then you're like looking out the window at anybody who comes to check out the open house. Yeah. Yeah. Hope it's not that guy. <laughs> That guy looks like he'd suck at singing Def Leppard songs. Your peacock! Your peacock! Your peacock! Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Sports time. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Your Toronto Blue Jays have clinched a playoff spot, Dev. And even better than that, it looks like they could have home field advantage. Yeah, they are getting hot at the absolute right time of the year. They clinched on Thursday without even playing. They celebrated Friday after they did play, and then they're celebrating even more after the weekend they just had against the Boston Red Sox. They swept Boston. They've beaten Boston 16 out of the 19 times they played this season, so the Blue Jays can thank the Red Sox in a large way for them making the playoffs this year. And now uh, they need to take care of business against Baltimore, so when the playoffs start on Friday, they will have home field advantage. For the entire series, right? For the entire series, because the season started late this year, for the first round, whoever has home field gets all the games. So it's sweet. It, it sucks for Seattle if that's who they end up playing, who is looking like it would be at this point, because Seattle gets no home games. Seattle hasn't made the playoffs in like 20 years. So for the fans, that would be a, a tough blow. But also for Blue Jays fans, we don't have to deal with any sort of weird time out in Seattle uh, to watch the games if they were to be on the road. So as long as they take care of business in Baltimore, the magic number is two then the Blue Jays will have a home field advantage when the playoff starts on Friday. Let me ask you guys this. The the celebration on Thursday. <laughs> to clinch the wild card spot, I get it. It's a big deal. But this whole champagne goggles thing is a little over the top. It really looked like a champion. They had won a championship on Thursday. It was a bit much, especially since they clinched it the day before. So you... The day you clinch, you don't do anything. You have a game, then you win, okay, and then you celebrate. Like, it's a little much. A little over the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you bought props for your party, goggles, (laughs) you better be first place. (laughs) Well, this is what they always do, though. They always have the goggles, they have the champagne. But that should be when you win the championship, no? Like the go- why are the champagne goggles- is for victory? Like champagne is is like a championship win. That's not clinching. Beers is clinching. Hey, we did it, guys. Let's yeah, relax I think a they sec. were spraying each other with beers. That's fine. They were spraying everyone with every. I mean, they, everyone <laughs> the does goggles, this. Though. So you're saying wild card clinch is beer showers? Yeah. You no, don't no, get the no. champagne showers until yes. you, you get the trophy. Popping champagne is like the celebration. Beers is hey, we we got we did a game. You know, you could drink beers after you win a Sunday league game. You're but not drinking with goggles. Sp- Spraying each other. This isn't drinking. This is hose downs yeah. with with Budweiser and Bud Light. I will say I did enjoy John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, dropping an f bomb almost immediately, even though they were like live on TV. So the, he would have known. <laughs> he did not care. He was happy. He dropped an f bomb and told his team how they deserved this. Well, hopefully they haven't jinxed themselves with the over-the-top celebration because I know a lot of Jays fans very excited for this weekend and the start of the playoffs. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
We finally know what killed the Queen. It has been uh, officially released with the publication of her death certificate. And the official cause of death, Queen Elizabeth II died of old age. For real? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you surprised, Jim? You're Wait, is shocked? that a real cause of death? Can you write that on a death certificate? And everybody goes, okay. <laughs> like, what do you mean old age? Like, people old use the die of old age all the time. Old age is the only cause of death listed on the Queen's death certificate. But what does that mean? Does it mean, like, every body part stopped working simultaneously? Or, like, or is it... Like, what is it defined by? I think it might mean if you live to 96, what's the point of even <laughs> doing the Y incision? You know, do you need yeah, an autopsy? Yeah. This is like me in my, in my Mazda 6. It's like, you know, in five years from now, hopefully you'll be like, how did it, what, what, was, what was the thing that went on it? Transmission? Was it the engine? I'll say everything simultaneously. Yeah. The shocks, the brakes, the engine, it was all shot. Doesn't matter. The car was 20 years old. It died <laughs> yeah. of old age. It put in its duty. Just like the queen. That's nice. <laughs> I want to die of old age, you know what I mean? It's better than the alternative, yeah. isn't it? Dying of young age, not as much fun. It makes me think she was murdered, to be honest. <laughs> you think they're but, covering something up, maybe? Well, it just seems very... It, it, maybe it's like a pleasantry or something like that to tell the, pu- the public, you know, she died of old age. I don't know what the difference would be if it was a heart attack or brain failure or something like that. I don't know, but... Uh, it seems like a cop-out. You would prefer more specifics. I just don't, like, I, it seems like a lie, like a noble lie. Like, I, I get it, but... Do you think it was crack cocaine? What are you trying to say No, here? I just don't know why we're not getting... <laughs> is that just to make people feel good? Like, if it's if it said on my grandfather's thing, I'd, I'd feel good about it, but I'd be like, but also, like, what should I look out for? Like, what was it that got him? Pre-existing conditions. And maybe, and maybe they don't want to release that information because they don't want you to know what uh, Charles's weaknesses are. <laughs> What's well, his Achilles heel, yeah, right? Uh, hmm. You know, he's got those weird sausage fingers going on. Is that uh, <laughs> a precursor to some genetic uh, health conditions that have been passed down? <laughs> In the royal family, yeah, the Windsors? I don't know. I just don't know anybody who's told me that their grandpa or grandfather, or grandma has died of old age. I, like, it's something you would hear as a child, but, like, I thought that was just to make you feel good. You know, as a kid. Yeah. I don't know. No. Official cause of death. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth died of old age. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.